Testicular cancer. There's only a couple types of cancers, maybe hundreds. I'm not all that educated in this area. I wouldn't call myself an expert, but testicular is certainly one of the adjectives that could accurately describe a category of cancer. There's a lot of cancers out there, folks. There's a lot of cancers. One of them is texting me right now. One of them is texting me right now. I have a cancer SMS text messaging me right now. It's like 5.30 on Friday. They don't know if they're going yet or not. Okay. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Don't invite me to things if you don't want me to to, to cancel on you last minute. Don't fucking... Every time you invite somebody to something, there's a chance. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Oh, there's another one. I've got, I've, I've got four notifications. Since I spoke about since I started this, I have five, now five, five notifications on my phone that this fucking, it's all texts from a particular person. But that's okay. It's all right. I'm watching ABC News right now. They're literally just playing The View. I go on to ABC News Live, and they're just playing The View. That's how low ABC has stooped, where they're just, for their news, for their news live stream, they're just playing The View. That's that's where they're at, okay? And that's probably ideal for the person who's fucking texting me, because... The person who is texting me right now, you know, God forbid you put out a real news story, you'd have to explain it to her like a fifth grader. You have to explain it to her like a fucking fifth grader. Brittany Griner, there's seven. Six or, was that six or seven? Here's another. Brittany Griner's getting arrested in Russia. She'd go, who's Brittany Griner? And I'd go, oh, she's a WNBA star. And she'd go, where's Russia? What's Russia? And I'd go, I, I can't, I don't have the time or patience to explain this to you. For Christ. Eight. There's eight. What the fuck is wrong with people? Limit your texts. Gone are the days where you have to follow up with somebody about whether or not they received your email or your text. They got it. They got it and ignored it. Enough. If you're going to follow up, just say, I'm following up. Don't fucking ask whether or not they got you. I got the text. I got the email. I got the text. There's no need to ask me whether or not I received it. The technology these days are good enough to where you can feel confident that when you send a text or an email to me, I received it. Whether or not you receive a reply is based on how I'm feeling at that particular moment. Don't fucking ask me about the the reliability of the technology that you're fucking utilizing. Enough. For Christ, I was having a good day. I'm having a good day. I shouldn't let this bother me. I don't know why I'm getting so upset about this. I don't even really care. It's just annoying. It's just annoying. Okay? It's annoying. It's irritating. It's mildly irritating. It's like an hour of chafing. Is it the end of the world? No, but it's irritating. It is irritating. When you get home, you're a little sore and, you know, you sleep with your legs apart. That's all it is. It's mildly irritating like an hour-long chafe session 
on the inner thighs. That's all it is. But still, I don't want to have you don't want to have to chafe for an hour. It's inconvenient is what it is dealing with somebody. There's nine. It's getting to the point now. My phone has said, would you like to temporarily mute this conversation? That's how fucking ridiculous this is. It's now turned into a two-hour-long chafe, and I'm beginning to think that this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in the entire fucking history of mankind. I swear to Christ, whatever the fucking cavemen did when they were wandering on the plains of Africa and getting their fucking head bit off by saber-toothed tigers. No, no, no. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's a struggle, but also... You, were, you, you didn't have any social obligations. You didn't have any social pressures. So fucking count your lucky stars, you fucking uh, uh, homo erectus pigs wandering the plains of Africa. Maybe if you were not invading, you weren't invading the natural habitat of those saber-toothed tigers. Maybe you wouldn't have taken one of those fangs up your ass, you little fucking faggot. We called you homo erectus for a reason because you're all gay. All of you were gay, and you didn't have to deal with the social responsibilities, obligations, and peer pressure that we have to today. This bitch, for Christ. I was all, I was, I was having, I was, I was vibing, as they say. I was vibing earlier today. I fucking, I came home, I got off work early. I had two meetings. I said, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to work anymore. It's Friday and I'm about to go into a long weekend. It's Friday and I'm about to go into a long weekend. I don't want to work anymore. I got a very Gen Z, uh, millennial entitled mindset after that second meeting today. I said, I don't want to work anymore. I don't want to have to work for money. I don't think I should have to earn things. I don't think I should have to earn things. I think that I can go home. And that's exactly what I did. And I stopped and I got uh, an essential water. I got an essential water because I deserve it. Did I earn it? No, I don't, ha- I don't think I should have to earn things, but I deserve it. I believe I am entitled to an essential water. And it's a hot bitch. It's a fucking, there's a thick layer of heat shrouding the New Jersey sky today. Bringing a nine, bringing a 95 degree day to my fucking life. Old nine fiver, a thick layer of a nine fiver. That's what we're fucking feeling here in New Jersey. And you know, oddly enough, the entire fucking outside smells like cherry skull. Smells like skull cherry flavor. All of the outside. I was in multiple towns today in New Jersey, and all the towns, they smell like cherry skull. If you don't know what cherry skull is, it's the trashiest of the uh, the uh, uh, fine-cut chewing tobaccos. Skull. It's the trashiest. It goes skull, eh, grizzly. Copenhagen? I don't know. I don't know. None of them are classy. I grew up in South Dakota. I grew up, I went to college in Madison, South Dakota, a town called Madison, South Dakota, where you could probably die by just swimming in the lake. And uh, Skull was, Skull was relevant in the Madison, South Dakota culture. Skull was relevant. And so... The minute I walked outside, I I recognized that smell, and it's cherry skull. It was cherry-flavored skull. And uh, it's just odd. Not a lot of uh, people who chew tobacco in New Jersey. There's not a lot of people who do. So when I I smell it, I didn't smell it in years, cherry skull. But it's just there's there's a... there's a dank overhang aura, uh, 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 aroma of cherry skull in the air. And so that was nice. And then I came home and I sat down. I fucking, you know, I was watching cooking shows. I was watching cooking shows at 2 p.m. today. I learned how to make beef cheek enchiladas. Make beef cheek enchiladas, Okay. And I was so, I I was having such a good day that I was doing the thing where I put on a fucking video and then I went on my phone and like was going back and forth watching TikToks on my phone and then also 
like kind of half listening to how to make a beef cheek enchilada. So I was listening to how to make a beef cheek enchilada and also listening to a guy on TikTok who said that uh, a man can never have a genuine friendship with a female. And so this is all, it's very, it's a concoction of interesting things that I'm watching. And, and, you know, I, I'm sitting on my couch. I've got a fucking polo on with none of the buttons buttoned up. I got Air Jordan gym shorts and no socks. I'm dressed like a guy who fucking, who, who breathes heavy in public. Just is constantly breathing really heavy through the nose in public. And we all know a guy who breathes really heavily through his nose in public. And I was having a good day. And then I started the podcast, or right before the podcast, I just start getting bombarded with texts. And now, uh, do I say, I've, I've noticed that I can't, I, when I say texts, texts, I feel like I'm saying tech. I feel like I'm have. I feel like I, I can't pronounce text correctly. There it was, text. I feel like I don't get the X correctly. I, a lot of times I'll say texts, like T E K T S or T E K S. Text, texts, texts, whatever. And now I have fucking ten notifications. I threw my phone under the fucking I threw my phone under the fucking chair. I'm not even going to fucking deal with it. So the Lord knows what the fuck she's doing. She's probably texted me 11 more times now. And this bitch right before why do why immediately like it's like these fucking succubus leeches find a way to fucking ruin my mood right before the podcast. And you might say, Zach, that's good for the podcast. People like it when you get riled up. People like it when you're you're angry. But the problem is, when I'm actually irritated, like I am now, I'm not as funny. See, when I come on the show and I'm in a good mood and then I start ranting about something that I don't like, I'm not actually angry. I'm just explaining a situation that does make me angry, right? And so because I'm not angry, I'm not fucking clouded in emotion and it makes me a little bit more witty it makes me a little bit more fast-paced and you know a little bit more of a of a whippersnapper a little bit more of a uh, a sharp a sharp tongue a silver tongue a rough tongue like a cat all the tongues I become all more of all the tongues but now I'm truly irritated because I know this fucking woman and she's texting me and she's fucking irritated that I'm not fucking, you know, she, she she's having this fucking barbecue and she wants to know if I am going to come. I don't know if I'm going to come. I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to. That's the truth of the fucking matter. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. That's just the, that's the end of it. I don't know yet. I'll tell you how I feel tomorrow. She's having it tomorrow. I'll tell you if I tell you what. I'll tell you what I'm feeling tomorrow. I mean, and this is the type of bitch, too, where she'll fucking, you know, fucking, she'll tell me how much she spent on the shit. I didn't read all of them, but she said something that she spent like $200 on booze. And then the next text, she said she spent $500 on booze. This bitch does not have $5, $500 to her name. I don't know where she's getting the money to spend on booze. What the fuck does she think? By the way, okay, you spent $500 on booze. That better be like one bottle of, like one $500 bottle of whiskey. Because if you think that you need to supply your party guests with $500 of average priced booze, none of them are going to live because that would be like 10 bottles of fucking whiskey. And you'll have maybe three guests, four if you include me. I don't know what you're fucking, you spent $500 on booze. What the fuck did you buy? That fucking gold Ace of Spades champagne that women with big tits and and fuck for money they they hold up a bottle of it while they're in a hot tub in Miami they do that on Instagram they hold bottles of booze up in hot tubs that's a big thing now on Instagram you hold bottles of booze up in hot tubs 
it's a a marker of success in American society. How expensive is the bottle that you're holding up on camera in a hot tub? How expensive is it? Is it a, is it a bottle of Canadian Club? That tells me you're lower middle class. Maybe even worse. It's the only marker of status in society these days is just how expensive the bottle of liquor you are holding up while you're in a hot tub in a disgusting tropical hellhole like Miami. Jesus, fuck. And ABC, they're just playing a rerun of The View. This is ABC News Live. That is the name of the program, and they're playing a rerun of The View. What? Dude, I fucking hope. People are like, well, we can't, you know, we don't want to go into Ukraine and, you know, you know, upset Russia any more than they already are. We would want to avoid a nuclear war. Hey, 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 stop being fucking selfish. Maybe America needs a good nuke. Maybe we need a nice little nuke. Yeah? Maybe we need a nice little nuke. Maybe we need a little nuclear missile to the fucking dome. Maybe that's all we need to straighten our fucking act up. I tell you what, we get a nuke to D.C., I won't be getting as many texts. I won't be getting as many texts about my July 4th plans, I'll tell you that much. Why is the nuke so bad? Why is the nuke so bad? Huh? Why is, why is uh, a, a nuclear fallout-induced dark winter so bad? What, you don't have a coat and a fucking gas mask? Stop being a fucking pussy. Oh, God, now they're bringing up this Gabby Petito thing. It's a little late. It's a little late. Was she 18? Can I say that I would have fucked her or no? Is that illegal? Because if she's not 18, then of course I would not have had sex with her. That would be disgusting of me. That would be fucking disgusting of me. But if she was 18, here's what I'll say about Gabby Petito. It's a shame that we lost her. One of God's angels, really. As far as Brian Laundry goes, I mean, it'd be nice if he showed up to this fucking woman's barbecue with a knife, maybe. I mean, you think Gabby Petito ran her mouth. Wait till that, wait till fucking Brian Laundry deals with the fucking woman I'm dealing with. Funny thing is the media wouldn't wouldn't give a flying fuck if this woman that I'm talking to would have died at the hands of Brian Laundrie. I tell you what, Brian, you made a mistake. You killed the wrong girl. You killed a nice 18-year-old girl, and she was pretty cute. And that's a problem in America. If you're attractive and a woman and you're missing, holy shit, it's a problem. But I tell you what, Brian, is he dead? I think he's dead. Doesn't matter. You'll hear me from beyond the grave. Tell you what, Brian, I've got a fucking woman you could leave in a national park. You could chop her up in a national park. Ridiculous. This entire fucking day has turned into absolute ridiculousness. Can I not enjoy a fucking holiday? Why can't anybody enjoy a goddamn holiday? Holidays have turned into pure obligation in this country. Tradition can go too far, folks. The celebratory nature of Western culture can go a little too far because it becomes an obligation. It becomes an obligation and it becomes expectations and entitlement. Oh, you're having a fucking thing over July 4th weekend. Okay, that's fine. But you should not have your feelings hurt if I say no. Or what I should say is you sh- your feelings should be 
shouldn't be any more hurt than they would be if I said I couldn't make it on any other particular weekend. I'm all for tradition. I like it when a fucking there's two parents in the home and the kid is he's a good kid and then he goes through a rough patch and gets caught smoking weed and then he goes home and he gets beat and he and he you know you know he's about to come out to his parents and then they beat him and then he got scared again and then he repressed it for another fucking 10 years of his life and then he took it out on some poor hooker in fucking Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He beat her to death with a fucking dumbbell that he had in the back of his fucking Chevy Silverado. I'm all for tradition, is what I'm saying. And I like celebrations. I just don't like the obligatory nature latched on to traditional American holidays. That's all. That's all I'm saying. barbecues you get to go fucking sit in the heat and eat fucking oh yeah the first yeah that's what I want in 95 degree heat a nice hot fucking burger that's what I want yeah nothing like nothing like beating the summer heat with a fucking cheeseburger and an IPA there's nothing better I was sitting on my uh, front lawn the other day, smoking a cigar. I got a good deal uh, on 10 cigars. I got a little mini humidor and 10 cigars uh, as like a package deal. And I was smoking one of the cigars on a lawn chair on my front lawn, talking to my father. And, uh, you know, my father says nothing about anything ever. You know, I in the first 15 minutes of that conversation with my father the other day, I learned that he is recovering from carpal tunnel surgery that he had on his left hand, and he will need to get that same surgery on his right hand because he has carpal tunnel syndrome. So I learned that. And then I also learned that uh, four months ago he had his wisdom teeth taken out, which is a weird... I said, I said, Dad, that's like a six-year-old procedure. What the fuck... What is what is going on? And uh, he never really gave me a clear answer as to why he got his wisdom teeth taken out. I said, is, "Were your teeth shifting? Were you in pain? Like, what was the like? What was the reason behind getting your wisdom teeth taken out at fucking fifty? What would he be? Or sixty? Fifty-eight? Fifty-eight? Fifty-eight years old is not a wisdom teeth." procedure age 58 years old is constant rectal exams and and you know fucking you know sunburns from the golf course that's what that is there's no need for wisdom teeth being taken out but he got it done got the wisdom teeth taken out now he's had carpal tunnel surgery on his left hand he's gonna have the surgery done on his right hand in 12 weeks, I guess. I don't know. My family tells me nothing about what's going on. One, This was like last fucking, this past Christmas. I give my fucking uncle a call and, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, what are you doing for Christmas? What are you, you know, And he goes, well, you know, I'm still recovering from the hip replacement I had a week ago. And I'm like, you had a hip replacement a week ago. That's That's fun. That's fun. There's three remaining relatives on my dad's side of the family, and they don't tell me fucking anything. Jesus Christ, I swear. I'm not going to know if they die. I'm not going to know if they die. It's, uh, I mean, the fa- Jesus Christ. And I'm, listen, I'm not an open book when it comes to my emotions unless it's anger. But, I mean, you got to, you know, you're having a hip replacement. Give somebody, shoot somebody a text. For Christ. But I was talking to my dad. And uh, he's big into uh, big into the new Top Gun, the, the sequel, Maverick. God, he kept fucking he is he is impressed with Maverick, I'll tell you that much. To be fair, 
he liked Top Gun. He was a big Top Gun fan. We, we used to watch it. And then, I, by the way, you know how I've, I've mentioned before on this program that I, I watched a limited th- uh, amount of, of content, particularly with my father. You know, there's Passion of the Christ. There's the NFL uh, highlight compilation videos that he, you know, like, recorded onto a fucking VHS tape. There was the fucking cartel beheading videos. There was Top Gun uh, and a few others. The Patriot, Gladiator, um, you know, a few others. But a limited, uh, a limited, the Terminator, Rambo, Predator. Um, yeah, you get, you know, you get the genre of the content that I watched with my father when I was young. And I did mention to him, because we were talking about Maverick, and I had mentioned that I hadn't seen it, and he says, you have to go see it in theaters, it's a thing, you gotta go see it in theaters. And, I, and you know, we were talking about how, how much we liked Top Gun back in the day, um, when I would visit him. And he was saying something, and, and then I mentioned, I was like, why... Like, I, I noticed, like, I'm, I'm digging into my memory bank, Dad, and I'm realizing that we watched, like, the same movies... And, and videos, like, over and over again. Like, we never watched anything else. Like, the first time we broke out of uh, our, like, uh, you know, Gladiator to to The Rookie, to fucking The Patriot, to Passion of the Christ, uh, to a cartel beheading video, out of that paradigm was when you took me to the theater to see Lone Survivor. That was the only... And then uh, American Sniper. That was like the only. That was like the breakout out of that fucking hamster wheel of content that we would watch. Why didn't we watch other shit? Like, why was it only that stuff? Oh, twenty four seven too. Hard Knocks and twenty four seven HBO boxing when they would do the training camp before the fight. Those two. And he said, "Yeah, we would really only watch what I would tape." And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "I I didn't watch other things." I would just rewatch shit that I had taped onto a VHS tape, uh, and that was that. And I was like, so you just were rewatching The Gladiator and then old episodes of Hard Knocks, you know, from like three seasons ago? And he was like, yeah. And I went, you're a fucking psychopath. You're not telling your son about surgeries you're having, and you used to watch, you only watch content that you had already seen before. That is. Something else. That is something else. But what? Listen. Everybody likes a good rewatch. I can't. I can't shit on him for for liking a good rewatch. Everybody likes a good rewatch. I've seen American Gangster like four times. I've seen No Country for Old Men like ten times. God, both of them cinematic masterpieces. Truly, my two favorite movies. American Gangster with Denzel Washington, Idris Elba, Cuba Gooding Jr., uh, uh, Russell Crowe, who else? The guy from 12 Years a Slave, he was in that. It's a great movie. And then No Country for Old Men, obviously Javier Bardem with that fucking, that fucking fruit bowl haircut. And, uh, Josh Brolin. And the woman from Boardwalk Empire. Underrated actress. That Irish fucking potato-faced woman from Boardwalk Empire. She is Josh Brolin's wife in that. She's a good woman. She looks like a hard-bodied bitch, if you ask me. So there's nothing wrong with a good rewatch. It just was something that was odd to me that he that he had, you know, he indulged in that behavior. I guess it's not that odd. I enjoy, a re- like I said, everybody likes a, a good rewatch, so that it's weird to hear that your dad had, a, you know, a content circle for you and him to watch every time you saw each other, every time you spent time together. It's just weird. It's just odd, right? He's just very passionate about the content that he likes. For example... This these past few days, he's been sending me real fighter pilot videos with uh, uh, 
Danger Zone playing. Like, not scenes from the movie. Just, like, actual, like, compilation videos on YouTube of fighter pilots with Danger Zone playing. He sent me a few of those. To the point where I've stopped responding. The last one he sent me, I just didn't respond. I'm getting a lot of texts, and when when I get overwhelmed with texts, I just... I shut down. Right? Can't do it. Don't have the capacity to respond any longer. I think he got the message. He didn't he hasn't sent me one since, but he just, you know. He was very excited. I could tell from our conversation that he was very passionate about the sequel to Top Gun. And then he pivoted hard. In the conversation, by the way. He was going from talking about Top Gun and Maverick, and we were reminiscing about the shit that we used to watch together. And, you know, he was bringing up sweet memories about how, you know, I when I would watch Top Gun when the uh, the crew on the deck of the naval, uh, you know, the, air, uh, the aircraft carrier, they had those fucking, like, orange things where they would direct air traffic for takeoff and landings. And then he, he would fucking, you know, I would mimic that apparently. And he thought it was, you know, he thought it was adorable. And looking back and, you know, putting together what I assumed I looked like back then, it would have been adorable. And then he pivoted hard. We were reminiscing and bonding and he pivoted hard and he said that he was happy about the Roe v. Wade decision. <laughs> and... uh you know, I just was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this fucking can't, you know. And then he goes, I, I, Zach, buddy, I, I don't understand why people think that they can't get an abortion now. I was like, well, you're right. I mean, it simply was a, uh, a, a determination that returned a particular judgment to... The states. It really was not a ban on abortion. It was simply a uh, return to state power surrounding the decision. And uh, then he said, well, you know what God would think about it. And I said, I die. I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can mentally process Reminiscing about cartel beheading videos and then quickly pivoting to about whether or not God would approve of late-term abortions. It's just not something I can really, you know, speak. I'm just not an expert in the topic, right? I'm not an expert on God's opinion on first, second, or third-term abortions. It's just not, I, you know, I don't have the knowledge. And then when I said I don't have a strong opinion on it, he got, like, irritated. He was kind of irritated the entire call because he said I was breaking up. And, and you know, he he was becoming more and more belligerent about the topic, but he knew that it was something that, would you know, it would be unreasonable for him to get really angry about, but he just knew he was angry about it. So every time I would break up a little bit, he would go, son... And he'd get really loud, he, and he'd kind of do the, the stern, like, I'm not mad, but I'm going to state the fact. Son, son, you, son, can't hear you. You're breaking up. You're breaking up, son. Son, can't hear you. I can't, I can't hear you. You're going to have, you, you got you to gotta start it over. You, I can't hear you. And he'd speak louder when he would reference me breaking up. He'd say, son, I, 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 yeah, you're breaking up. You, you, you're breaking up. And he knew that if he just went, you're fucking breaking up and I fucking can't hear you. You need to fucking figure, you fix your fucking phone, which is what he wanted to do. He definitely wanted to say that to me. He wanted to say, son, fix your fucking phone. I can't hear you. But he knew that was an unreasonable response to the situation. So he got that weird white dad thing where they're like, hey, uh, listen, I can't, I can't, I, 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 and then they stutter, they stutter on, I, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't hear you, I can't hear you, you're, you're breaking up, I can't hear you, that's what they do, 
They think that that masks their anger. They want to come across as stern to get the point across that they're not thrilled with you being, you know, breaking up on the phone, which is really not something you should be really angry about, but it is something that he gets angry about. But he knows also it's unreasonable to be super angry about it, but he can't, he can't, he has to make sure that he gives a little bit of anger to you. He expresses a little bit of displeasure to you to make sure that you know he's not overjoyed with the situation. Right? Son, yeah, uh, yeah, you I I didn't even I didn't catch the first part of it. You're just you're going to have to start. Yeah, you got He never when when he does that, he doesn't complete a sentence. There's no period on the end of statements when he does when he when he's angry, but he can't he can't truly just express his anger. And that's not just my father. That's me too. That's everybody. When you're really trying to hold it in, you're holding it back, you know that you're insanely frustrated, but there's a, you also know that if you, if you release your frustration and express it, everybody's going to think you're unreasonable. So you just kind of start, get, you get a little bit louder, you speak in the same tone, you speak sternly, and you never actually begin or end a sentence. Right? So, uh, you, you, listen, I, I can't, you, you're breaking up, I, I can't, I, listen, I'm not here, I'm not here, and you say you're going to have to, everybody's done it, everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about, and that's what he was doing like 50% of this conversation. It was like Top Gun, Maverick, fucking Roe v. Wade, and then him all through throughout, just threaded throughout the entire conversation, him just getting more and more frustrated about me breaking up in the conversation. It was a good conversation. Right? He told me his opinion on Roe v. Wade. He told me his opinion about gun control. Uh, he told me that when he dies, I'm going to get his guns. And I said, okay, good. I figured that I would. I didn't figure that you would give them away to the Salvation Army, Dad. And it's weird that you're bringing up death right now. He likes to bring up death sometimes. My dad goes through phases of like, we'll have four conversations where every single one of the conversations he'll bring up death. And then he won't mention it for a while. And then, you know... Again, another four conversations. He'll mention something about him dying and about how I'll get his fucking shit and that how I'm his only, uh, what do you call that? Beneficiary. I'm his only beneficiary. He says, you got to get out of New Jersey. You got to be careful in New Jersey because I'm going to send you a tactical shotgun. He's going to send me a 9mm, an AR-15, a tactical shotgun. And uh, he said, it's a tactical shotgun, son. I said, I, I know. I know what a fucking tactical pump-action shotgun is. I know what that is. He goes, let me tell you something. It's not for hunting. And I went, Dad, I know. I'm aware. I'm, I'm aware. I know what that is. I've shot the shotgun you're referring to. Do you not remember? And uh, he's like, yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of people like to make the, you know, they like to make the, the, uh, the, ex- you know, the, the argument that these are for, these are for, you know, these guns are for hunting. No, they're not for hunting. They're not. And I'm like, dad, can you relax? Because he got th- the entire fucking, I think it was the, po- the politics that was frustrating him or getting him like riled up. And then you add the layer of me breaking up in the phone call onto it. He exponentially was getting more and more frustrated to the point where like, when I said bye to him, it was like, bye. Like, he had, he had like, riled himself up slowly but surely throughout the entire conversation. And he repeat like, it's just repetitive, you know? He'll make the same point over and over again about fucking gun control. And then I'll say something, I'll respond you know, somewhat similarly, but slightly different than I did last time. And then he'll make the same fucking point about gun control. And then I'll say, yeah, you know, I mean, in Jersey, it's bad. You know, people, you know, you got to even, you got to have to get like approval from your local chief of police to get a gun. And then he'll make the same fucking point. Cause this is what dads do as they get older. They tend to repeat themselves. They get very repetitive. You know, the bad guys are still going to get the gun, Zach, 
They're still going to get the guns. You make it illegal. They don't mind breaking the law. They're still going to get the guns, Zach. And he's right. That's the problem with his gun control argument. Like I said, I don't know if I agree or disagree with Roe v. I don't know what the fuck I think about abortion, to be quite honest with you. I don't know, and I don't really care that much. I don't care that much. I agree with his gun control arguments. The problem is, it's just the way he repeats himself, it becomes harder and harder not to argue with him. You know? Let me tell you something. Some people will say that these pricier bottled waters are a scam. That they're really just tap water from some old hooker's basement in Houston. I don't I don't think so. I believe that Essentia uh, truly is pH balanced with a 9.5 pH level or higher. I believe that it has ionized hydration. I believe that it's purified water with added electrolytes for taste. Um, you know, I believe that they're here to put a flag in the ground and tell the world that a better you starts with a better water. I believe that their proprietary ionization process turns water from any source into a supercharged ionized alkaline water. And I believe that I can learn more at www.essentialwater.com. I believe all of those things. I believe in Fiji water. I believe in uh, 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 smart water. I believe in all the waters that come in bottles that have like the thicker plastic and cost a little bit more than Poland Spring. I believe they're actually better water. I literally can taste the difference between this water that I'm drinking now and a, a, a glass of water that I would go and get out of my tap. And it's really, really, there's a lot of contrast between New Jersey tap water and bottled water. I mean, it is night and day. Okay, here's what I can say. I don't know if this is tap water from Butte, Montana. I don't know. It very well may be tap water from uh, Boise, Idaho. I don't, it very well may be, it may be running through pipes and being put into this thicker plastic that probably is even worse for the earth. Maybe it is, but I tell you what, it's not. It's not New Jersey tap water, because New Jersey tap water has a damn near, like, it almost tastes like a penny. It's horrible. It doesn't matter where you go in New Jersey either. It does not matter where you go in New Jersey. Some people say, oh, the further west you go, the better it gets. Uh, Yeah, maybe, but it's like... What would you rather be burned by, fire or lava? I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's still bad. New Jersey tap water is worse than whatever is in this bottle. I would like to believe. I would like to and do believe that this is purified water with added electrolytes with taste for taste, and it has a 9.5 pH balance or higher. I believe that. Maybe I am just kidding myself. Maybe I'm fooling myself. Maybe I'm maybe I'm tickling my own funny bone and pissing down my own back and telling myself it's rain. Maybe I'm doing that. I don't know, but I would like to believe it. I do believe it, but I can tell you one thing. It's not New Jersey tap water. That's what I can tell you. That's what I can tell you. To be quite honest, a fucking... A, a radioactive AIDS patient could piss into this bottle of water and it would be better for me than what's coming out of my tap in North New Jersey. I mean, again, I don't know how relevant reverse fucking osmosis or whatever the fuck they use to fucking create this water or claim to used to create this water. I don't know how relevant it becomes in states that have clean tap water. Maybe they are the same. Maybe they do taste the same. Maybe you don't notice a difference. But I can tell you one thing, and I can tell you one thing for certain. I can taste the difference between essential water that I get at a 7-Eleven ran by a fucking older gentleman of Indian descent 
with a polo on with about as many buttons buttoned up as I have right now while I'm sitting on this couch versus what I get when I fucking put on the cold tap water and pour it into a cup from my fucking house. I notice the difference. I have a Brita. I have to have a Brita. I'm terrified of what's coming out of my faucet. I am terrified of what's coming out of my faucet. Okay? And to treat myself, to, to kick off a long weekend before I was so rudely disrupted by a fucking demon, by a cancer... I stopped to get myself essential water, and you know what? I ble- I feel more hydrated already. Don't I sound more hydrated? Don't I sound crisp? Don't I have the p- the plosives? Don't I sound crisper? If I was a picture, I'd have a lot of contrast and definition and sharpness because I'm more hydrated than I have ever been because I'm drinking essential water. It's overachieving H2O, folks. This is not even a, they're not even a sponsor. I'm just a fan. I like them. I like Fiji. I like Fiji too. I'm for, in fact, I prefer Fiji. I just didn't see it in this rundown 7-Eleven that I went by. It's weird that they have run down 7-Elevens in nice neighborhoods. It's it's bizarre. Nice neighborhoods, like the, the, the town that I live in doesn't even allow fast food in the town. They don't allow any fast food chains, national fast food chains in the town. There's no McDonald's, there's no Burger King, there's no Wendy's, Arby's, none of that. They don't allow it. But they will allow a 7-Eleven to just be, just look like a fucking prison. It's weird. And maybe they allow it because they have essential water and they know that they're drinking something with a 9.5 pH balance or higher. Maybe that's why they allow that fucking 7-Eleven to have mold growing out of mold. Just polished off the bottle. Oh yeah, I'm fucking hydrated. Foster mom goes viral for her welcome baskets and raises awareness about foster care. What awareness has to be raised about foster care? I think I know damn well what happens in the foster system. You have a you have a mother who births a child, and the mother keeps putting cigarettes out on the neck of that child. And the child has become so used to it that it's starting to bring that child premature sexual pleasure, Right? It's becoming very dark in that house, and the state becomes, uh, you know, they, they become turned on to it. Not in the sexual sense, but just on the, on the awareness sense. They become turned on to the fact that this mother is putting cigarettes out on, their, uh, on, on its child, and they're fucking, you know, the child's running around with uh, inside-out T-shirts at school and saying that he got the black eye from, you know, uh, uh, you know banging his head into a fucking cabinet. And then what happens is the state comes in. They say, hey, you're not a fit mother. You're not a fit mother. Based on your barbed wire tattoo on your forearm, you're not a fit mother. We're taking your child away from you. Rightfully so. People with barbed wire tattoos should not be parents. And that's just a fact. If you have a tattoo of barbed wire anywhere on your body, you need to make the courageous and responsible sacrifice of never being a parent. I don't care how much you want to have children. If you already have made the decision to permanently tattoo your body with barbed wire, you should know goddamn well that you have a tendency to be a piece of shit human being who deserves nothing. And you do not deserve to feel the joys of being a parent. You do not deserve to feel the love that only a mother could feel toward her child. You don't deserve that. You don't deserve to have your capacity for love expanded to limits that you've never even fathomed. You don't deserve that, and you should know that. So you need to make a sacrifice, okay? Because what happens, bitch, is that when you don't make that sacrifice of never having children, when you don't make that responsible decision, and you have a tattoo of barbed wire on your body, and you go out and you fuck a guy who has a tattoo of barbed wire on his bicep 
you know, encircling his tricep and his bicep real close to his deltoid. And you know you saw it the first time you saw him because he was wearing a sleeve of shirt and a bar. And you two fucked. And you two made a child. And you don't know where that man is now. And he doesn't know where he is because he's passed out in a ditch after a bender. And you're going to birth this child because you decide, hey, I'm with the Roe v. Wade thing. I don't think abortion is a good thing. I'm going to have a child. You have a child. You know, even how, even it doesn't matter how disciplined you stay or how hard you try, you know you have a streak of evil in you. So say it's the first, even, I'll even give you the first 10 years of that child's life, you stay on the straight and narrow. You get a job as a receptionist where you punch the fucking keyboard to too a little too hard and people can hear your fucking nails clacking right the only thing that you've ever mastered in this life is how to type without looking at the keyboard which is respectable because I can't and you're working a secretary job at a fucking massage therapist place and you're struggling but you're 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 feeding your kid he's going to school you guys have a good relationship you know, you're you're living in a, a one bedroom apartment. You share a room. You're getting a little nervous. The kids, you know, it's kids getting to the age where they should probably have their own room. But you're still not worried. You're still okay. You have a roof over your heads. You're fed, and you have a job to go to, and they have a school to go to every day. And that could happen. That could you might go ten years, no discrepancies, right? But that barbed wire that's still on you. And it's still in you. And one of these days, you're going to realize, oh shit, I have reached my career capacity. I'm not going to make any more money than I'm making now, ever in my life. And things are only going to get more expensive as we go along between inflation and having to pay for, God forbid, community college. Your child starts to act up and have opinions of their own. They want to hang out with friends and friends start bullying them because they call out the fact that their mother is an unsuccessful barbed wire tattooed having piece of shit whore. And your child comes home and mimics those words, repeats those words back to you. And the stress becomes too much and you start drinking and using again. And you start smoking in the house again. And when your child goes, Mom, I'm having trouble breathing. I'm coughing. Can you smoke in a different room? You get very angry and you put a cigarette out on their eye. And that's just the first incident. And you can apologize and maybe patch that up. But then it beca- you know, it continues. The Ron Diaz rum has... Can, it's taken control of your entire personality. So every time that your child speaks to you, all you hear is nails on a chalkboard. And you're dying inside every single time you see your child, knowing that they have a chance to grow up to not be like you, and that you've already lost that opportunity. And you become jealous of your child. You become jealous that they have an opportunity to not live a life in a one-bedroom apartment with their child, fogging up all the mirrors because it's humid in Florida because you know that's where these two live. It's humid in Florida and there's no AC. There's one window unit, but the window isn't sealed very well, so all the heat comes in with the AC. And all of this starts to build day after day, week after week, month after month, and you become so frustrated that one one night you come home. You've had a few rum and cokes. You drive home drunk. Thank the Lord that cop didn't pull you over. You walk into the house. And you see your kids sitting there. They're eating macaroni and cheese or whatever's microwavable because they don't know how to cook. Because God forbid you ever teach them a life lesson. Any life skills. And they don't even do anything. They just look at you and smile. They look at you and smile. And you realize in that moment that even though 
you're a shitty person and you know how shitty of a person you are. You know the level of disgust that your child should have with you, but they don't. They look at you and they see nothing but their mother with love, with innocence. They love you. They admire you. And the nasty streak of envy overwhelms your mind. You're not willing to accept the love and admiration your child has for you. All you are is jealous of them because they can't see the negative aspects of you. You are jealous of your own child's happiness. So what do you do? What do you do? Well, you walk right over to the fucking cabinet where you keep the Canadian club. You pour yourself a nice little glass. You have a seat. You watch Wheel of Fortune and get every one of those fucking things wrong. And then you calmly stand up, go into your garage, find a nail gun, and put one in your kid's shoulder. You put one in your kid's shoulder just because you can no longer stand being around somebody who has hope. You thought the hope would inspire you, but it doesn't. It just makes you angry. It just makes you angry that somebody else can feel something positive and you can't. And so the state comes in. And they take your child away. And your child is scarred from a plethora of cigarette burns and a nail gun to the shoulder. Right? A scissor slice to the clavicle. Whatever you've done to that poor thing. And it's scarred emotionally, but it still misses you, that child. They love you. They miss you. So they're put into this state system where they will inevitably be beaten and raped by a foster family who has been giving pretty clear-cut signs that they're only adopting foster children to rape them, but the state doesn't give a shit. The state has, it pays no mind. Right? And then you turn on the news and realize that your child was one of the accusers in the Epstein case, and you feel a little proud. You feel a little proud that your family's getting national attention. I forget where this started. Where did this start? Oh, yeah, the woman... Oh, they've, yeah. The woman, she wanted to raise awareness about the foster care system. Well, that's the foster care system, folks. Basically what happens is the kid gets beat at home and then it goes and gets raped in the state system. They get beat, then they get raped. They get beat, then they get raped. They get beat, then they get raped. That's how that works. That's how that works. Um, let's see. I am going to do the list now. I'm going to do the old list. Like I mentioned before, older dads on the phone become very repetitive. To the point where it's a it's to the point of absurdity. It gets it gets a little it gets to be a little much. And um that inspired the list this week. Okay? The redundancy of an older father on the phone inspired the list. So these are things that are less repetitive than an older dad on the phone. In fact, the foster care system, I didn't even have this one on the list, but you get beat, then you get raped. 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 Raped. Rap and rape. And then they go and they 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 you know they try to rap and they fail. You, you, you beat, rape, rap. Beat, rape, rap. You beat, rape, rap. Oh, God. My girlfriend's calling me. Hey. Hello. What's up? What are you doing? I'm recording the podcast. Right now? Yeah. I thought I was No, I was going to... Well, I was supposed to do an episode of Are You Out of Your Fucking Skull, but 
uh, Sean couldn't do it, so we pushed it to Sunday. So now I'm just doing a solo episode. I'm still watching Stranger Things tonight. That's fine. What do you want for dinner? Uh, I'm going to cook that Frank's Red Hot uh, fried chicken. What? It's chicken. I'm going to make chicken with mashed potatoes. Maybe. We'll see. I'm going to go, though, because I... Babe, I love you. Yeah. I'm I'm going to go. Okay, bye. Um, you beat rape rap. That is less repetitive. It's It's a guaranteed repeat process. Just like getting a call from my girlfriend and ask her asking what's for dinner. It's a guaranteed repeat process. The beat and then rape. Beat then rape. Beat then rape. Beat then rape. But yet, it is not as repetitive as an older dad on the phone. And that one wasn't even on the list, folks. That just happened to coalesce well with the list's topic. Right? I'm just a smooth operator is all. Things that are less repetitive than an older dad on the phone. Number one, a smoke detector with low batteries. Is it repetitive? Yes, but it is less repetitive than an older dad on the phone. Number two, a heavy set alcoholic's morning alarm when they snooze button themselves into being late for work again. And that was the final straw. And they got fired and then they started drinking even more. And they don't need an Uber. They're fine to drive. And now their car's wrapped around a pole and the hooker in the passenger seat is dead. The repetitive part in that is them hitting the snooze button over and over until they were late to work. The other part was just the after effects of the decision to hit the snooze button a bunch of times. Consequences. Decisions have consequences. We know this. Next thing that is less repetitive than an older dad on the phone. This. Nigga, 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 nigga. I'm 100% nigga. Nigga, 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 nigga. I'm 200% nigga. Nigga, 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 nigga. Why do police hate niggas? Nigga, 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 nigga. The haters cause our dicks is bigger. Nigga, 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 nigga. Why do you call yourself a nigga? Nigga, 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 nigga. Cause I'm a motherfucking nigga. Nigga, 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 nigga. Why you drink so much beer? Nigga, 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 nigga. I don't drink beer, I drink more liquor. That was less repetitive than an older dad on the phone. Next thing, Jerry Seinfeld's stand-up comedy. He did like six specials with the same exact material. But it's still less repetitive than an older dad on the phone. Next thing that's less repetitive than an older dad on the phone. The wipes after a sticky, soft-serve, textured shit. You're just wiping and wiping and wiping and wiping and wiping and beating and raping and beating and raping and wiping. It is still less repetitive than an older dad on the phone. Next thing that is less repetitive than an older dad on the phone. People who haven't had any luck dating with the fucking movie quotes all the time. God, the, I mean, these people who just have had no luck finding love they quote movies i mean it just it's constant i i don't know why but everybody who can't find love just is non-stop quoting movies and it's 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 so consistent and esoteric that they're quoting lines that aren't even relevant like they're not even a a, a, they're quoting like throwaway lines that were said 20 minutes into the movie to set up a particular scene they don't even like they're quoting lines that didn't matter in the movie they don't deserve love those people 
Next thing that's less repetitive than an older dad on the phone, CSI storylines, which is summed up as so. Oh, my God, this horrible thing happened. Oh, here's the prime suspect. Oh, here's a twist. We don't know who the suspect is. Oh, we know who the suspect is. That's how that goes. Very repetitive. Less repetitive, however, than an older dad on the phone. Next one. Those fucking Shen Yun billboards and posters in the fall and the spring. They're fucking everywhere. They're everywhere. I don't even know what it is. Shen Yun. It's just a bunch of fucking Chinese girls who are either fucking 13 or 46 and they're doing ballet. I don't even know. I don't even know. And the last... List item that is less repetitive than an older dad on the phone or weekend shootings in Chicago. They tend to repeat themselves, yes. However, they are less repetitive than an older dad on the phone. And that's that, folks. That's this episode. That's, you know, it is what it is. Happy 4th of July. This will be coming out on July 3rd. Tomorrow, enjoy uh, Independence Day, where, you know, another repetitive thing, you'll hear the, the, you'll hear the fucking, the sound of firecrackers going off, that's gonna be repetitive, you better gear up for it, you better not be hoping to go to bed early that night, because you know they're gonna be out late, the hoodlums, the, 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 the chutzpahs on these children, these, the chutzpahs on the children these days, to run around and shoot fireworks at 10 p.m., Happy 4th. Have fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoy every episode. I hope you go and subscribe to my Patreon because these are you out of your fucking skulls are getting funnier and funnier and funnier. January 6th is a thing. ABC News wants to let me know that January 6th is and was a thing. And it continues to be a thing. It was a domestic terror attack on this country. Uber One, your free meal up to $20 is inside. Well, I I am sold. I'm sold. And I got to get off this fucking microphone. I got to I got to cut this episode off. Everybody have a happy 4th of July. Everybody go make love to whoever will let you make love to them and and you know, have you know, have a ha- be happy. Don't text people so often. Right? Send one text, it's enough. No more is needed after that. They got your text. Say, have a happy fourth. If they don't text you back, you just need to accept that they're not going to text you back. But you already know that. You're not a psychopath. You're not a psychopath. Because my audience is full of, of, of revolutionaries and intellects and scholars and wits. All of you. All of you. And that's why I know you'll have a happy 4th of July. And you're not going to blow your thumb off waiting a little bit too long to throw a firecracker into the air. Okay? Thank you!